Hello, I am Brother Chris, and welcome to One Living Word, where we examine and share spiritual lessons on one or more verses from one chapter of the Bible. Today we're focusing on the topic, God, please lead me, based on our reading of Leviticus chapter 10, verse 1 to 2. Let us see what the word of the Lord has to say in this passage of Scripture. And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer, and put fire therein, and put incense thereon, and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he had commanded them not. And there went out fire from the Lord, and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Unless we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, we are never going to be effective representative of the one who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Today, God is sending a strong warning to those of us who are representing him as leaders in the church, who, like the sons of Aaron, have decided to disobey the command coming down from the higher authority in our denomination. This is a very solemn message that each of us must take seriously because we serve a God who hates sin. There are some of us who don't realize the awesome responsibility that is placed upon our shoulders as leaders in God's church. For some strange reason, some of us who are leaders in God's church don't seem to realize that we are representing God and not ourselves. In other words, When we stand up before God's people to preach a sermon, the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart must be acceptable in the sight of God. When we are leading the people of God, we must always be under the leadership of God. As representative of God, our words and our actions must always reflect the fact that God is in control of us and using us. Against this background, Let us look at what happened to the two sons of Aaron when they lit strange fire in the synagogue. In Leviticus chapter 10 verse 1 and 2, this is what the word of the Lord said. And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put their fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. And there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they did die before the Lord. Do you see the drastic action that God took because of the sinful actions of these two men? These two men were part of the priesthood and had already received from Moses the instructions that God had given him regarding the various services that should take place in the sanctuary. In Leviticus chapter 9, we see the children of Israel and the priests participating in these services in accordance with the guidance that God had given to Moses. God was so pleased with their sacrifices that he allowed his glory to fall upon the children of Israel and he rained fire down from heaven to consume the sacrifice on the altar. So, this demonstrated that Nadam and Abayu knew exactly what God expected of them as members of the priesthood. Matthew Henry, in commenting on this passage of scripture, he said the following, and I quote, But why did the Lord deal so seriously with them? Were they not the sons of Aaron, the saints of the Lord, nephews of Moses, 
the great favorite of heaven? Was not the holy anointing already sprinkled upon them as men whom God had set apart for himself? Had they not diligently attended during the seven days of their consecration and kept the charge of the Lord? And might not that atone for his rashness? Would it not excuse them that they were young men as yet unexperienced in their services that it was the first offense and done in a transport of joy for their elevation? And besides, never could men be worse spared. A great deal of work was now largely cut out for the priest to do and the priestess was confined to Aaron and his seed. He has put four sons. If two of them die, there would not be hands enough to do the service of the tabernacle. If they died childless, the house of Aaron would become weak and little, and the priesthood would be in danger of being lost for want of heirs. But none of all these considerations should serve either to excuse the offense or bring off the offender. For one, the sin was greatly aggravated. It was a manifest contempt of Moses and the divine law that was given by Moses. Hitherto, it had been expressly observed concerning everything that was done that they did it as the Lord commanded Moses, in opposition to which it is here said they did which the Lord commanded them not but they did it as of their own heads. God was now teaching his people obedience and to do everything by rule as becomes servants. For priests, therefore, to break rules and disobey was a provocation as much by no means go unpunished. Their character made their sin more extremely sinful. For the sons of Aaron, his eldest son, whom God had chosen to be immediate attendance upon him, for them to be guilty of such a piece of presumption, it cannot be suffered. There was in their sin a contempt of God's glory, which he had not newly appeared in fire, as if the fire were needless. They had as good of their own before. Number two. Their punishment was a piece of necessary justice now at the first settling of the ceremonial institutions. 3. As the people's falling into idolatry presently after the moral law was given shows the weakness of the law and its insufficiency to take away sin. So the sin and the punishment of these priests show the imperfection of that priesthood from the very beginning and its ability or inability to shelter away from the fire of God's wrath otherwise than it was typical of God's priesthood, in the exception of which there never was, nor can be, any irregularity or false step taken. End of quote. Today, God is reminding those of us who are leaders in the church of God that we must obey the commands that God sent to us. And at times, God will send these commands through the administrators of our church. Today, God is reminding us that he is the head of the church. And when the leaders in his church do not represent him the way he requires, he is not pleased at all. I pray that we will ask God to help us to surrender our will to the total control of the Holy Spirit 
so that God can continue to lead us as followers of Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we bless your name and we thank you for this reminder that you need to be in charge of our hearts if we're going to do the things which are right and pleasing in your sight. Lord, please lead us. Help us, Lord, to surrender so you can lead us, we pray. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Have a blessed and Holy Spirit-filled day.